Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from Jacqueline. Jacqueline asks, what is your advice and or tips on being away from your child for the first time? He is three and has only been away for about 24 hours at a time, except when we had baby number two in February. He will be gone for four days. I know it may be a luxury for some, but I'm struggling. Jacqueline, this is kind of a hilarious question for me to pick. And in fact, I was sort of like, well, maybe I should give this question to Amy because I love being away from my kids. I was the person who like at my follow-up six-week pediatrician appointment was like, how long until I can leave this baby overnight? Like I find space and distance for my own children really helps in my parenting every week, um, every summer except for now, my kids go to Texas and spend two weeks with their grandparents. So we leave them there and we fly back and then their grandparents bring them home. And it's like our favorite two weeks of the year. My husband and I just kind of skip around town, like looking goofy and acting happy because we're like child free, child free. And um, we love our kids, but I've always enjoyed, I have a big Irish family and it's kind of like, who wants them this week? All right, you guys take them. I'll take yours next week. My sister and I kind of have a trade-off system with our kids. And so at first I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't answer this question because I don't really relate to it. But then I thought to myself, maybe it would be helpful to get the other perspective of someone who doesn't really struggle with this at all in that I am not going to be dismissive of your anxiety around leaving your kid, which I think is completely, completely legit. So this is what I would say. The first thing I would say is reframe this. So he's three years old. In two years, he's going to be going to kindergarten, presumably, maybe three years, but whatever. And he's going to start to be away from you for eight hours a day. And one of the things we say on the podcast a lot is you don't start getting your kids ready to go to college a week beforehand. You don't start getting your kids ready to start kindergarten a week beforehand. You don't start getting your kids ready to have healthy eating habits right before they have to live on their own and cook for themselves. These are all kind of lifetime endeavors. And I think independence from you is something that is also kind of a lifetime endeavor. Now, generally, a three-year-old, it is not developmentally appropriate for them to feel independence from you. That is not a skill you are working on with a three-year-old. 
But I do think in my own life, I was a kid from a big family who was sort of like, this week, Aunt Suze is staying with you. Next week, Grandma is staying with you. I kind of had this feeling of like, there is such a wide range of people who take care of me. And I think that's a kind of a nice feeling for kids to have. So I don't actually know why it's hard for you to leave your kid, but for people for whom this is hard, I think it is smart to mentally reframe this as I'm not abandoning my child. I am not throwing them off so I can selfishly go have a good time. I think it's smarter for yourself to frame it as like, I'm working on the great scale of independence from me for my child. And this is something kids can definitely do and it's okay. And so I think just making sure beforehand that you're telling yourself a good, true story that my kid can definitely handle being away from me for a couple of days. Much like we just had somebody posting on the Facebook page, oh no, I have to go back to work and my kid will only breastfeed and I never give them a bottle and people are trying to help them out with that dilemma. You don't want a kid who cannot separate from you at all. And so this is a good exercise in that. And for yourself, I think acknowledge your anxiety. I think a lot of people will goof on you and be like, what? I left my kids a million times. Who cares? Allow yourself some grace of like, for you, this is a difficult and hard experience and you're having a lot of anxiety around it. And so break it down. What am I worried about happening? As we often say on the podcast, we do for our kids. Let's really stare at this thing hard. Let's not try to be like, I know this is silly, so I'm not even going to think about it. Go through all the things you are afraid of. I am afraid my kid will miss me. I am afraid it will be a damaging experience. I am afraid that something bad will happen while I am away and I will never get over the guilt of that. And really stare down hard at what is making you anxious. None of those things you have control over. Something bad could happen while you're there. Your kid will miss you, but it will not scar them for life. I think if you really force yourself to look at all the pieces, you're going to be like, okay, this is not that scary. It's scary enough that I can get control of it at the very least. And then I think while you're away, you should also use advice that we use for kids, which is schedule your day. So when we're away, I always ask who's ever caring for my kids, usually my sister, my mother-in-law, hey, send me tons of pictures. Cause I love during the day to be like, oh, look, they're having breakfast. Oh, cute. They went out for a bike ride. Oh, lovely. They're having a nap now, whatever it is. I ask the caregiver to just send me pictures all day because I do like to have a hum in the background of like the kids are doing great because then it helps me relax and enjoy whatever I'm off doing. And I also try to pick times of the day that I will call. You don't want your whole day to be like, I should I call? I just called. I don't want to bother. Da, 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 da. Should I call check in? I feel like that can become kind of like a ruinous rolling thing in your mind. So I would just say, Every day, I'm going to call at 9 o'clock, noon, 3 o'clock, and bedtime. That seems reasonable to me. And then you tell who's ever watching your kids, this is how I'm going to do it. And then you check in and you say, how's it going? Tell me something cute that happened. You can try to FaceTime. I'm going to tell you in advance that a three-year-old is not great at FaceTime. So they might be happy to see you. If you find that every time you FaceTime, it's making the kid cry for an hour, cut it out with the FaceTime. Just call the caregiver and see how they're doing because... That can be a bummer for your caregiver and sometimes even for your kid. Like, don't have expectations around how your kid is going to react to you on FaceTime because it may not go the way you think it's going to go. 
And so that's a lot of ways you can put some control around this, even though it's a situation you don't have a ton of control over. Um, wow, I said a mouthful for someone who's like, I'm fine with going away. But Jacqueline, I hope that advice helps. I hope you have an awesome trip. I hope your three-year-old is so cute and happy to see you when you get home. And you're going to be fine. I promise. Guys, if you have a question for myself or Amy, you can submit them at questions at wellfreshhealthpodcast.com. Here's my child walking into the room. Can you hold on? I'm just finishing recording. And we might answer yours next. Thanks so much, guys. Bye-bye. Okay, hon, what is it? Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact invented. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was... Steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk, and let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking